Hey everyone, welcome to the One-Off Cast, the only 30-minute gaming podcast that lasts an hour. This is the show where we dig through our old video games and compare what we thought then to the way things are now. My name's Kieran, aka Harry Atomic, and I'll be joined each week by the one, the only, the face of firmest gas, Martinez's main man, Mr. Ferry. Mr. Daniel Ferry? Jeez, what am I doing? Mr. Ferry, oh, your dad. Oh, you fucked up. I screwed you up. There. 11 times. Eleven. You bust up. Number eleven. What? It seems that like I can go ten times in a row without <laughs> screwing it up. Do I know the worst thing is? All right, this is the bit that I, I don't know. Like, well, obviously I'm saying it the same every week. I have like a wee script that I open. It's like saved on my phone, and I just talk through that. And there's there's two things that always get me. One is like whenever I'm putting you over at the start, you know all your titles. Yeah. And like I always, I'm always afraid that I'm gonna like fall over myself, and then it always says Mr. Daniel Ferry, full stop, and then in capital letters, talk about the Anchor app, because I keep forgetting to fucking <laughs> do it at the start. So I will take this opportunity to talk about the Anchor app. If you are listening to this podcast on any platform that's not Anchor, I'm, thank you for listening. Yes, but I I think Anchor is the main platform that we're pushing for at the moment you can leave voice questions that's the main hook of anchor i mean it looks nice and everything you, you can subscribe it's all lovely but you can actually leave us voice questions that we can play on the podcast and answer so you can actually be on the one upcast which one of our listeners has actually done this time really we actually have a voice question okay let's, so let's jump on let's give it a listen Yes, we will we will play it right at the start. Usually we do our Q&As at the end, but I think this time, it's because it's a special occasion, our first ever user-recorded question and the one upcast will do it at the start. So let's get Toran. Yes, lads. Peter here. Congratulations on getting the 10 episodes. Big milestone. Loving the banter each week and the journey through the console wars. Right, here, I've got a question for both of these. Growing up, nearly every game that I played had cheat codes from Invincibility, Infinite Ammo, Big Head Mode, so on. The most memorable for me was the Blood Code in Mortal Kombat and the Mega Drive. And then cheats like God Mode in games like Duke Nukem 3D were definitely a must because I was useless at the time. Did either of you have a favourite or memorable cheat? Keep up the good work, congratulations, and I'll chat to you soon. So thanks very much, Peter, for asking that fantastically articulated question. I must say, you, you hold yourself very well. That man. That man is articulate. I wonder if he wrote that down and read it aloud because it was, it was almost like he was a news reporter for UTV Live. I, I hope he did write it down and read it because I, I refuse fantastic. to believe that someone's articulation is that good off the cuff. But well, cheat codes. What a great question, though. It was. It was. Uh, uh, do you uh, want to start? Yes, because I have I I I have a, a a few cheat codes that are just completely stuck in my brain that I can't get rid of. One is. Uh, do you remember in the Sims? Like your, did you ever play yes, the Sims? Uh, and so in the Sims, there was uh, a. Do you remember it? I I never played it though, but I always seen like let's plays and you know, like my younger brother played it where he used to like make a pull and then take out the ladder and just watch them drown. And I just kill people and then just because that's yeah, the only way in kills. the game you could get gravestones and you used to like decorate and, your and backyard. Fun. I, that and, and it's I, funny because a lot of people blame. Call of Duty. People always claim Call of Duty for violence and stuff, but I think the sums is worse. Yeah, you literally <laughs> did murder people. Like you could make like just like a floor where it was just a murder room. You could download like packs of objects that people made. It was just like guillotines and stuff. And all this stuff. And as, was it in Sims Four or Three? But you could have a, a relationship then with a ghost. I think it was three. So, 
but, uh, but you could have a relationship and then have a ghost baby. Yeah, it was a bit strange. That's not what Peter asked. No, Sorry, there were, what, uh, what, what I was going to segue back on, there was that there really only is, for me, there was only ever one way that I played The Sims in, in all the times that I've tried to play it. I haven't tried any of the new ones, but um, I, I, I played a lot of the old ones. You always just started the game and then you created your characters and you spent about like two weeks on that and then whenever you were done you set them loose in their house you built a lovely house you sent them out you got a job it was all lovely you built up their skills it was great and then you just got pissed off and just started typing rosebud constantly or else mother load but it wasn't spelt the same it was like mother like l-o-d-e you just constantly typed that got your money up built the house you wanted and then turned it off and never looked at it again so motherload not only had the ability to well for me anyway because i have no self-restraint it, it not only had the yeah. ability to just give you more money it also had the ability to kill kill any like like love you had for playing that save file so there was that and i'm so happy that peter mentioned duke nukem 3d because i still to this day every time that i boot up duke nukem on the pc and i do and i still do play it regularly Every time I boot it up, my fingers on the keyboard just automatically just slap D-N-K-R-O-Z. And now that's completely from memory, so I hope that's right. I'll 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 confirm and, and double check. D-N-K-R-O-Z, it was God mode. It was just so you didn't die because uh-huh. I was because I was shit at Juke Nukem and all I wanted to do was shoot things at point blank with a rocket launcher. So D-N-K-R-O-Z. And it was either that or DN Cornholio done the same thing, but DNKROZ was uh, it was just God mode and and just it was like a it was like a thing you did you went to DOS typed CD Juke 3D and then started the game typed Juke 3D had enter the game would start had enter to get into the game and type DNKROZ and then now you're ready to play Juke Nukem because you know I couldn't fucking play first person shooters back then. So what about I you? Have four. Four? I have four cheats, <clears throat> but before I before I get under the list, by the way, I feel like the rock. I have to say this back at it again. I oh, didn't say it at the start. Back <laughs> at it once again. Back at it. Back at it again for one eleven time. I'm I'm sick. And by the way, I'm sick. You're sick. You're under I the weather. I have proper man flu. That's horrible. Proper full full effect. And I went home tonight, and I got home. And I was all I'm so sick. I'm so sick. And rightly so, I didn't get any sympathy because my two amazing children and my amazing wife are just like, we've had, we've been sick all week, get over yourself. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Explosive so, after. But I'm a, pro, a, pro, a proper man. So, but anyway, uh, question, Peter's question. Um, so I have four. Two of them, I believe, made the games better. And then two of them were... I don't know if they were cheats or not, but we can discuss it. And that could have been our topic. A cheat that actually made the game better, inadvertently. Excuse me one second, Dick Hoff. So the first one, somewhere to yours, was some, uh, Sims, was Theme Park on the Super Nintendo. Ah. Where you could basically on any platform. Do you remember where you just got infinite money and you just bought the Theme Park that you just wanted to make? Now, I know... Officially, uh, you know, you had to build your way. You started off in the UK, I think, and then you bought, you know, you bought up and you did better and better, and better each time. Yeah. But it was just great to start on a blank canvas. Money wasn't an object, and just build a really cool looking theme park, and then just scan about, and you know, 
it was good for the virtual economy because you could hire loads of cleaners and hire loads of people to hmm. sell drinks and uh, you know swindle people out of all that lemonade and just give them loads of ice love that shit you must have been a proper uh, evil other, tycoon owner to actually start a business to take people's money whenever you have infinite money. <laughs> it's just like I'm doing this because I like the look of it. <laughs> and I uh, always used to hit theme park when, uh, no disrespect to other countries, but I always used to hit when like, you got randomly selected and you got they, they put you in Africa, but the grass wasn't green, so it wasn't aesthetically pleasing looking. So the grass was just like, it was like a dark brown color, and it was just like it doesn't look nice. So I always did like a Halloween themed uh, theme park. Maybe that was the intention, but oh, I was just like clever. bright, bright green glass. So that was my theme behind that. But they all are cheat down again on the Super Nintendo. Actually, no, three of the four cheats are on the Super Nintendo. No, they're not. Technically, yeah, they can are. Um, Mortal Kombat Two. You couldn't pause it. Okay. Couldn't pause it. Halfway through a fight, you couldn't pause it. The only respite that you had was when you're playing story mode, and that was like the loading screen. But anyway, the move, the speakers again speak. The little head, your character moved up the tower yeah. to the next character that you were fighting. That was your only respite. You couldn't pause the game. Uh, there was a cheat so you could pause the game. A cheat to pause <laughs> the game. Wrong. That's about a yeah, weird feature they had back on. I cheat to pause the game. I remember when we discovered it, it was like a game changer. Like we can actually pause the game <laughs> because hard mode back then on those fighters was fucking hard. And when you got like when the fight before Goro or Shang Tsung, you needed to fucking take five minutes. You needed Aye. to pause it because you're only after fighting fucking I don't know Sonya Blade, and she's only after scissor kicking your ass for fucking twenty minutes, and you're just like I need. Fucking I need a drink, I need a wit And then the other cheat again was on Super Nintendo again, but it was also on NES. Okay. Mario 3. Now, is this a cheat? This is my question. The warp whistle. Ooh, you see, I, I, thought, I thought about this, and I, I don't think it is. The only reason why is because I think that that was a way for you to continue your game but they make the characters just cheaper by not sticking a battery on them. You know, like they did for Zelda. What? How do you mean, sir? Well, in order to save games on the NES, it was no way that like you could <laughs> save your file in like Zelda or something with there. They actually did a check. Mario 3 released it. So Mario 3 came out on the 23rd of October, 1988. But Legend of Zelda... Oh no, that's fucking Breath of the Wild. Ah, so the first Zelda came out in 1986. So anyways, sorry, the Zelda... In order for you to save in Zelda, they had to put a battery inside the cartridge. And that was right. how, that, that's how the game saved your, your file. Like the cartridge, even after you turned off the NES, the cartridge itself was still on. Like right. holding, or well, on in a sense, there was still power inside it. And then if that battery dies, which they all did after like 25 years, you lost your save file and the ability to save. So I think the way that they've done it for Mario 3, because I'm thinking about this, if the way it works in Mario 3, I think, is that whenever you get the warp whistle and you go ahead, I think that's a replacement for a save file because the game doesn't have a battery. So if you load up the game you play for like two seconds you get a like to the second level or something you get a warp whistle and then in whenever you're 
I think in the first world, in the first two levels, you can get two warp whistles, and if you use them both at the same yeah. time, it takes you right to the end of the game. So uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So you can pretty much get to any point in the game. So it's kind of like a like a save spot. So I don't know if it's considered a cheat or not, but I I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I think a cheat and, is something that just kind of like for me, it's something that just kind of like adds, just like it just gives you an advantage like a crazy yeah. advantage during gameplay so like the the most famous ones for me is like the gta ones like things like that but what's your what's your cheat that ruined games or ruined the game oh uh, well i have one more and then i'll give you a cheat that ruined the game Go for the it. other cheat as well that um i don't know if you ever did this one yourself uh metal gear sauce free snake eater there was a, a sniper in it called The End, who was an elderly yeah. man. <laughs> yep, that was fucking you brilliant. You could actually turn off the game, change your clock forward exactly one year, and then load the game back up, and he died of natural causes. It's so good, he died of old age. And they made you feel really bad about it, saying it's a pity. He would have really enjoyed that fight. No, and you're just like, ah, no. I, so and you, you didn't get like the item that you would get if you properly killed him? Yeah. Yeah, that that is actually a cheat. Um, that probably answers your question there. That with the ruined the game because it was actually a really tense fight. Uh, originally, I think Konami want uh, sorry, not Konami, Kojima wanted that fight to last a week. Well, I'm not even joking. He wanted that fight to last over, yeah, over like it was like eight hours. So he in his head, the average you know player would play two hours a night. And he wanted like he wanted basically a long prolonged sniper battle where he's taking like one on the effect and just drop and like playtesters just like no this doesn't work boy's not so, right hey <laughs> boy's yeah, not right, not right no. he, he's not right at all um but before we get onto the meat of the podcast i have a question go it's for my it. head you drop a question um, your way <clears throat> And this is a question for you, and it's a question for everyone else. And I would love, I would love for everybody to comment on our new channel. Yes. So you can talk about that while I look for this thing. So I'm going to talk about. Go ahead. What happened? What happened was, I mean, if you're listening to this on YouTube, you'll know that it's a different channel. I'm, I'm fine for a while whenever i was uploading like i have my own youtube channel if you if you've never found the other one i have my own youtube channel harry atomic and whenever you dig into the nitty-gritty and you start looking at like how the channels are like how it all works behind the scenes uh youtube kind of like tags your channel based on what content you're uploading and so while it is good to upload a lot of stuff it's kind of weird sometimes you can create like a weird segregation in your audience if you upload loads of different stuff so it made more sense because i noticed that everyone that was listening to the podcast wasn't the people that were watching my other videos and vice versa and then it started to pull views on each of them down because people were looking like this isn't what i subscribed for which makes sense so by moving yeah. all the podcast stuff over onto its own channel whenever you know people now listen to it on there if you subscribe for the podcast on that channel you're getting the podcast on that channel plus it means that whenever we get it all set up properly that you can manage it and reply to quest or like reply to questions and comments and stuff and yeah and you can like monitor the channel the same way that i do so it means that we're kind of both yeah. running it at the same time it's not just like it's not all so one-sided of like i get to see all the fun behind the scenes stuff and do yeah. you know what i mean 
So that's that's the yeah, main reason. But I, it's nice to have something that's like themed for the podcast and like it's it's a hundred percent for the podcast. And thanks to anyone who has subscribed already. If you haven't subscribed and you listen to now, the link will be in the bottom of the obviously while well, you'll be listening to on the channel. Uh, I will put the link on Twitter every week. It's a pin. It's actually my pinned post. Um, so if you can subscribe, and this is a question I'm going to ask now, and I'm going to go through a bit of info. In regards to it, I would love some feedback on it, even if you send me a private message, tweet, comment below, we can get a chat going. But <clears throat> this falls back to a Christmas present I was given last Christmas past. Uh, uh, Edge magazine, it's a video game magazine, yeah. and every year they do like an annual, the 100 greatest video games of all time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, every now and then I always pick it up, and I literally would... I would literally go from like, right, I'll see it was number 60. I just literally left the book, flick through, wouldn't pick a specific number and just read. Even if I haven't played the game or not, I just read why, why they feel it's in that possession. But it basically starts from the NES right up to modern game. Just everything. My question is, my question is, are we in the greatest uh what do you word this? Like Are we era? in the greatest era of gaming? Are we in the greatest era currently, right now, as we speak? I mean, I know this podcast is largely based on a lot of nostalgia, and we'll eventually get up to modern stuff. But right now, are we in the greatest era of gaming? But before you answer that, I'll tell, this is the reason why I've asked this question. So before I went to work today, I had the coffee again, apologies. <coughs> Um, before I went to work today, I was flicking through the top 20, and it occurred to me that I don't even actually know what was the top 20, so I'll flick through it very quickly, and you'll see a running trend here, okay? So, number 20 is Ultra Street Fighter 4. Okay. Uh, number 19 is Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. Yeah. Number 18 is Res Infinite. If stop me, by the way, if you want to talk about any of these games. Uh... Number 17, Uncharted 4, A Thieves' End. Mm-hmm. Number 16, Super Mario World. Okay. Number 15, Red Dead Redemption. Number 14, Super Mario 64. Number 13, Portal. Okay. Number 12, Bayonetta 2. Number 11, Minecraft. Have you seen a trend yet? It's all new stuff? Uh yeah, number uh, 10, Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Number 9, Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda. That's three old ones by my count. Uh-huh. Uh, number 8, Super Mario Galaxy 2. Okay. Uh, number 7, Tetris. 4. Number 6, Half-Life 2. Yeah. Never played any Half-Life games, you know, ever. Honestly, I, uh, don't, I don't get it. Uh, I'll tell you how far I got with Half-Life uh, achi- remember you lent me the orange box in the Xbox 360 years ago and you are like if you want to get two achievements at the one time yeah, save it <laughs> just before you do it and then put the rubbish in the bun and then load the stick out again and then put, throw it at them yeah. I always remember that uh, number 5 uh, Bloodborne Okay. Uh, <clears throat> probably the most underrated game of all time if you ask me no one has played it that's fucking brilliant uh, number four, The Last of Us. Yeah. Number three, Grand Theft Auto Five. Number two, Dark Souls. Yeah. And number one, care to hazard guess? 
Mario? Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Wow. That's that's so crazy. So what's that, like games? four or five, like twenty-five percent. That's that's nuts. So, right. I, I, I think there's one of two things that could be causing that kind of trend, right? One yeah. is that yes, we are actually in an era where for the most part, like all feelings aside, newer stuff is better than older stuff. Yeah. Either either that or the rev- and I don't mean this to cheapen the work that they put under their list, but f- either that or the reviewers are younger. It, it could be a combination of both. Do you know um, what I mean? I think. Um, by the way, the witness got number twenty-two. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, you know it. Uh, I think. Um, I think a combination of that, but I think. Like my favorite game of all time would be Ocarina of Time. Yeah. But Breath of the Wild is a better game. Yes, I agree. So I don't know if they're they're judging that on a you know, like a technical level or a mechanical level. I mean to me, Grand Theft Auto Five, I I played it on the PS3, start to finish the story. I didn't really like the story, but I remember playing it throughout the whole thing and being so marveled by how technically impressive it was. Like it was just a live uh, a loving study the star of the game is the, the world that you're in um but i didn't like the game i yeah. didn't like the story i found it very just didn't like it you know what i mean it was going for toilet humor over anything where i found like grand theft auto 3 was it in the ps2 two? yep two. where it, uh let's say that that jump from top down perspective to open world you're just like wow yeah this is the future and the that the story in that was actually brilliant. Grand Theft Auto 4, when he was also fucking brilliant, uh, which was an hour step. Um, actually, let me go through that list again. I just want to talk about it briefly. Um, but in saying that, this is where I'm from the Spanner Works, where I'm saying that, I think we are. I honestly think we are. And I'll tell you why. Um, with the Xbox One and the whole Andy burst and like and that's credit to Steam and the PS4. I mean the caliber of games that are just coming out constantly are just you know, uh, there's not enough time to play them all and we never will play them all, but I mean just the, like Breath of the Wild Breath of the Wild, I can honestly say in twenty years time I'll I'll stall think about that game. Every time I turn on my switch, I think. I need to go back and play Breath of the Wild, and it's only a year old. Yeah, but it's already an instant classic. Um, The Last of Us. I mean, fuck me, like who? You show anybody the opening ten minutes of The Last of Us, oh, and don't. if they don't feel anything, they have no, they have no soul. I mean, they have no soul. Oh, I, um, I can't, I can't do it again. The, t- the top 20, I'm surprised, and I'm uh, biased here, but I'm surprised that uh, the original Bioshock, now my favourite Bioshock is Bioshock Infinite, but the original Bioshock, I always remember um, Mimit Joe, he kind of used that, and we'll, we'll eventually get onto this week's topic, honestly, I promise we will, but uh, he, he always used that as, this is HD, this is what HD is all about. Uh, you remember the opening scene where, you're coming out of the water and you see the lighthouse and the water effects. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And just the you know, whole atmosphere of discovering rapture. I mean, that, you know, that was like the first real fantasy world. It was like walking on the Narnia. That's what it felt like. You're just like, where am I? It's just, it was just magical. Yeah. And then, like, you had, like, 
like you have Mario 64 here, for example, that's number 14. And Mario 64 is fucking so, so, so good. And if they released it tomorrow on the Switch, everybody with a Switch would probably buy it because it's such a classic. However, Mar- like, there's no doubt in it. Mario Galaxy is a better game. Yeah, it's a be- It's just a better game. Like, I agree. It's just a better game. I, 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 I mean, can't... if you sat down tonight and went... You play Mario 64 or do you play Mario Galaxy? You're going to play Mario Galaxy. Yeah, I think someone, uh, whenever um, Mario Odyssey came out, I think someone came up to me and worked. Because I think Mario Odyssey is better as well, but um, someone came yeah. up to me and I think they were just trying to get a rise out of me. You know, it was all just a bit of fun yeah. between friends. They were like, oh, I played Mario Odyssey or not. Finished it all or night. Oh, definitely better than Mario 64. I know it definitely better. I was like, yeah, I agree. 100% agree. It's just yeah. so much better. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have but a nostalgic yeah, I, love, and Mario 64 is still unbelievable. But Mario Odyssey yeah. beats it, hands down. I think, no, that comparison, it's, it's, it's easy to say, oh, you're going to compare it to a Mario game, but I feel like Mario Odyssey was a true sequel to Mario 64. So did I. Where, like, Mario Galaxy was kind of like its going thing. There was no, I mean, yes, you did have Cappy, but, you know, there was very little in the way of gimmicks. It felt like it wasn't a gimmick. It was just like a... Like, do you know what do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. yes, you had Cappy, but it felt like it was just Mario, and that was it. You know, it yeah. felt like Mario sixty four, where it was just good, solid platforming that wasn't geared around yeah. a gimmick. You know, yes, you could possess yeah. things and whatever, but it really doesn't feel like it was shoved down your throat. Yeah, and it's it's just it's just interesting to see. I mean, here's a question for you. Um, Thanks to Peter for making us swerve completely off our topic this week, but Go yeah, on, you it's, Peter. All, it's all fun. Um, here's a question for you. Um, now we're currently in this generation, so you can't really answer. Well, no, I'll, I'll ask you. So you'll have to think about this. Mm-hmm. Last generation. Now, when I say last generation, that's Wii 360 PS3. Yep. What was your game of the generation? Hmm. And then... And then so far, this generation, PS4, Xbox One, Switch. I'll answer mine, and I'll ask you fine, because I know my answers. Last generation, out of all the games I played, out of all the, well, the fantastic games I played across every platform, Mario Galaxy was my game of the generation. It just turned the franchise on its head. It was so innovative. Uh, it was exactly what that franchise needed. I mean, everything from the music... The, the, I mean, it just make, it just made me smile. It's like when you turn on your favorite. It's like me watching Ghostbusters all over again. Or, you know, I I compare it to like Beetlejuice when you see them drawn on the wall, you know, the door, and then drawn and knock on the wall. I mean, that whole nostalgia. I mean, it had it had everything. Yeah. It, it just had to me. It had everything. It had new, old. It was it was just magical. It was like someone getting you a selection box for Christmas and finding. Most beautiful sweets, but then finding a secret bar or a walnut whoop or something like that. Just yeah. think he had a combination too. Which segue? I should tell you the story about walnut whoops. <laughs> <laughs> We're deep in the segue. I, I have. I'll tell you the story of this walnut whoop escapade. I think I've told you this already, but I think I should tell anyone who's listening. This is a true story. And may God strike me down if I'm lying. <clears throat> so when I was like five or six, uh, I used to live on a street in Derry. Uh, and 
this this other kid was best friends with me at the time years ago, and I always remember vividly he was pushing me on like uh, like a, a toy tractor or a toy bike or whatever it was I don't know, and he pushed me around the corner of the side of the house, and uh, <clears throat> like we're just like having a giggle, just doing what five six year olds do, or whatever. And I slam on my feet already, like, that's your bricks. And I point and I say to the guy, as all, look. And it was just money, notes lying everywhere. And I'm not talking about fivers or ten, I'm talking about 50 pound notes, Ooh. 100 pound notes, everything. <laughs> now, looking back on it, for I know it could have been drug money. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was during... It was during the early night days, troubles going on. We had soldiers everywhere and stuff. So somebody could have dropped that and ran just. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what we did is we got very excited because we didn't really understand the value of money as well because we were just kids. We literally lifted it all uh, and took it to the park, and uh, we sat counting it. But we couldn't count properly, so we didn't really know how much we had. Uh, it was over four grand. Because I remember counting them. Yeah, I know. This is how innocent we were. Uh, in fact, like we were looking at the notes, and I was all them. Oh, I don't like this fifty pound note. I'll swap you this fifty pound note for that hundred pound note. Hmm. And he's like, "Okay, we're just swapping notes back and forth." <laughs> so it was an, it was a mixture of fifties and one hundreds, and then at the end of it, then we just cut the pile in half and put it in our back pockets, and we're like, "Let's go to the shop." Brilliant the shop. So we went to the shop. We walked down the street to the shop, and we we're just debating in our heads. Think of all the sweets we can get. Think of all the sweets. That's the that's uh, the main again, not, not 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 being aware that we had two grand to each on us. So we go into the shop and uh, like when you have that money, you're sta- you're kind of standing going, you're not going to buy a packet of fucking Space Invaders now, or Hot Lips or Bikers, or you know you're going to get good stuff. So I turn around to him and say, "What do you get? What do you get?" And uh, I said, I don't know, I don't know. And uh, the, the shopkeeper was serving one hour person at a time, so we had time to talk to each other. And he says to me, you should get a walnut whip. They're wild deer, but they're beautiful. Hmm. Uh, and I said, I'll do that. I'll, I'll get a walnut whip and a drink. And I'll taste this walnut whip. Because again, it's you know it's money, I but it's not my money. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so the shopkeeper comes up to me. He's all, you all right, hey? And I was all, can I have a walnut whip, please? And he was all right in the bar. And I was like, can I get a can of Coke as well? Uh, he's on the bar. And he turns around, goes, gets them, brings them back. He sits them down on the counter. He types it under this towel. And he tells me whatever it was. And I hand him a 50-pound note. Right. And he looks at me. <laughs> I can see how he this lo- is going to go. Me. Yeah. He looks at me and he goes, he always says to me is, where did you get that? Hmm. Now, if I played my fucking cool... I could have said, oh, it's my birthday, or no, first you know, my granddad's or, or, you know, could have played a call. No, no, no. I'll find it. Hold on. <coughs> I choked. I choked. That's kind of appropriate that I coughed there. Uh, I choked. I cried, and I thought, I'm winding up the streets. Ah, no. Uh, and it's all, you know, you can't be doing that. As all, what's more, Mister Shopkeeper? I find all this money, and I oh, pull no. all the money out of my back pocket because I was so <laughs> paranoid, thinking I was going to go to jail. Oh. Uh, and he's all, Jesus, hi, we're going to have to ring the police here. We're going to have to ring the police. Oh no! And then, uh, and then, 
All the while, the other kids stand there, and it's like, well, and, <laughs> and again, me and, my blind me, me and my blind panic saying, he has money too. <laughs> you sunk him? So, I sunk him, I sunk him, I sunk him. So oh. he puts all the money up, and the, the shopkeeper guy is like, looking at like this four grand, <laughs> pound notes, and he's all, what the fuck, what the fuck. Uh, so he took our details, and he said he'll contact the police. Um, to this day, right? I've never had a walnut whoop. Seriously, well, I left the shop. I've le- I left the shop, and he didn't give me the walnut whoop for obvious reasons. Ah, oh. to this day, I've never had a walnut whoop. Jeez, come on! You think he would have sorted you out? I know you think he would have sorted me out because, uh, long story short, it turned out that the money was claimed by someone. And the person got their money back, and they give the other kid like a twenty pound reward. Didn't give me fuck all. That's a bit shit. <laughs> uh, but I think it's because I tried to spend it and they were kind of thinking that wee bastard. Aye, <laughs> like he wasn't fucking next in line behind you waiting to go, like. I know, I know. So, uh, <laughs> if I get an flood now of walnut whoops. <laughs> Aye, you'll know the community um, so has your back. The, the community has my back, um, so I've never had a walnut whoop. Back to my pointed hand. Uh, my favourite game this generation, when I say this generation, PS4... Uh, Xbox One PC, if you want to include that, mm. uh, would be. If, if, it's kind of not really like a, a right answer because it was remade for PS4, but it's still the best game on PS4, I think, currently. And it's The Last of Us. I mean, it was just remade. Yeah. Uh, it was a fucking phenomenal game. I've had to choose a game. To say no, that doesn't count. It'd probably be The Witcher, The Witcher Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, never, never ended the franchise before, and uh, just puck it up, and it's just, just such a good game, such a you know vast open world experience. Absolutely love it. And it just makes me think, like, where where are we going to be in ten, fifteen years time? Like, what are we going to be playing? It's just crazy. Yeah, no, I agree. So- it's it's like the difference between then and now is huge and it's only like i i I mean every time that i think of that whole oh my god it's never going to get any better i always just think of the time that i was sitting with my wee bedroom portable and i hooked up a ps2 for the first time and i put on ssx tricky and i was just like it's never getting any better than this and i always compare to that and i'm like no i need to be more kind of starry-eyed do you know what i mean like i need to not settle yeah yeah because if you settle, then nothing will evolve effectively. Yeah, that's it. You always have to be um, pushing. Do you, have any, do you have any standout games from previous generation and this generation? Well, there was uh, a game from the last generation that I was quite in love with. Is a wee game called Braid. You were in love with it? Oh, so good. I even got a tattooed on me. Loved it so much. Uh, I think that, or I mean, in all seriousness, I was on a huge indie craze. Um I say in terms of just sheer business, Minecraft has to be up there. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I would say in terms of just sheer gameplay fun, I say Binding of Isaac. But then that's yeah. kind of this gen- Well, it was more at the end of last generation going into this one. Um, yeah. But as an but the, the the a good point that comes out of that though. Oh, and this generation's just the witness, just straight up. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it's amazing that we can talk about like you can say oh my picks of last generation were x and mine were y and they're so vastly different 
Like, there's yeah. no other console generation where it's, it's, I mean, well, now it's the same thing, but now it's expected. Whereas then it was yeah. like the birth of like anybody can make a game and it's possible for anyone to get a game on Steam or anybody can get a game on the 360 or, you know what I mean? Or at least yeah. it seemed that way or there was more small teams and small ideas, but big teams and big ideas, like the big was getting bigger and the small was getting smaller, but it was a good thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, de- it's definitely exciting times. I mean, with the big indie boom as well, I mean... The fact that there's uh, so many, it's so many games. Games like Celeste, like are homages to you know our past because it's obviously people who have developed them. The, these games have grown up, like likes of Super Meat Boy, likes of Binding Isaac have grown up playing the games that we play. Yeah, um, we're we're just we're living the dream. We are we really are living the dream. You mentioned Minecraft there. I think Minecraft was the first real game. Excluding Mario and Sonic, which you know kind of kind of took a game as a franchise, you know made made it like a single game as a franchise. It's just Minecraft; it's everywhere now. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the direction probably games are heading now, where you know, you know, it's just you know, I think I've mentioned this before on our uh, Super Game Tech channel that's many right. minutes ago. Okay. But, uh, I think I think games now are they're not they're 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 moving away from the here's shooter number one shooter number two shooter number three where it's kind of like here's the game and that's it you know like you look at Rocket League you look at Fortnite uh, I mean they could have Fortnite they could release no it's not even Fortnite Rocket League they could have released two different versions by now it's been out that long four yeah. or five years. But they're just constantly bolting on it and bolting on it and bolting on it. So it seems like <coughs> the platform is, you know, the game as a platform now is kind of seems to become the norm, which I don't really like. You know, I, I do like new things to be released, and I know games are expensive and everything, but I like I like the future. You know, for developers to take a chance and you know move away from all these skins and. Like the sales of God of War and the sales of Spider Man prove that single player is nowhere near dead, and the sales of, you know, like even Mario Tennis kind of proves that, you know, everything doesn't have to be online and everything doesn't have to be, you know, have to be like pay for an outfit. But um, moving on, I mentioned yes. online. Before we get onto the meat of the show, I want to touch on online for a second. Uh, I didn't mention this in last week's show. I can't believe I didn't mention it because I had it written down on my Google Docs. I use Google Docs, by the way, for my podcasting needs. So good. Online, I never did online. I think I mentioned last week's show where I had to take my Wii to a friend's house uh, to get Virtual Console. Yeah. Never had it. Broadband was a thing, but it was very early and very expensive. <laughs> and uh, it was a thing. You don't. You wouldn't get the speeds you got yet now back then yeah uh but uh virtual console talk with my consoles constantly to people's houses to download them because i'm downloading single player games but uh everybody has that kind of single player or that game that goes you know what i'm i want to play that game online and you're going to laugh at what game made me go you know what I need to get broadband installed my property so I can play this game online on a regular basis. Okay. 
what game was made me go, I need to get online. You're going to laugh. Go. It was Super Mario Strikers on the Nintendo Wii. Yes! So I love that. Like People fucking Koopa tripping each other. Or Hammer Brawler. I, Hammer Brawler. I fucking... I loved that game. <laughs> it was uh, so good, wasn't so it? So fucking hard. So hard that I used to play it with my younger brother, Shane, who just came returned back from Japan, as I said last week. And he was, he like, I'm, I've got a good 12 years or 13 years on him. And uh, he loved it as well. So, <laughs> I was playing him so, one night and I beat him so hard, he started crying. Brilliant. And my mother had to intervene and go, <laughs> my mother had to intervene and said, I know, enough's enough. And I was just like, nope. No, he has to learn. He has to learn. <laughs> he has to know that and, this is what uh, the world does. And now he kicks my ass regularly on every fucking game because the man's a freak. So I like to think I contributed to his mad skills. That's it. But uh, yeah, Mario Strikers was the game that made me go, this is online. And this is a perfect segue into next week's top- uh, this week's topic. Yeah. Where with the, the, the leap of online and hd platforms so i'll switch over to yourself what is this week's topic this week's topic is the xbox 360 we're going to talk about the launch of pretty much i I think the 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 like the hmm it's like the first hd proper hd console because it came out before the ps3 that's right, that's right. And and, I always remember Gears of War was kind of like the showy off a game. Yeah, and it was like that. It was those five component cables HD. It was like a weird thing. And then, oh, then they right. brought out the Elite. Remember the Black Elite? Now, not to toot my own horn, but I like to think that I have a pretty extensive Xbox 360 knowledge. It is, it is the the. I mean, I've talked that I I've talked about the, like my game collection and the collecting games and stuff before, but the. The 360 is the one that I like. I I really focus on. Like I'm trying to get a complete set. Like I buy consoles when I can. I'm trying to get all the different variations and everything. And like it, I I just I'm obviously going to be biased in this episode. I absolutely love yeah. the 360. I just I can't get enough of it. I I it just for me, the 360 was the first console that I bought and ran with my own money. So, yeah. like, I got, you know, a PS2 and I got it for Christmas from my parents. And if I, I, I'd i save up for some games and my parents would buy me others on my birthdays and things like that. And that was fine. But the 360 was the first one that I I got uh, that was mine. And I, I floated myself. Now, remember I said last week that I have a, a, like, a story about the Wii that will tie me into the 360? Yeah. Well, here's here's the segue for that. This is my my gaming journey. Is that okay. whenever the Wii came out, I was working in an unnamed very large retailer, and I every every week I would buy whatever game was out for the Wii. Like I had a, I if it came out, I was buying it. It doesn't matter. And I think I had yeah. like fifty or sixty Wii games back whenever the Wii games Jeez. were still like brand new, and. I was living in a house with four other guys. It was like five of us all worked in this, uh, you know, in this uh, retailers and it was all good fun. And uh, one day we were all out at work because we were all working all sorts of hours because, you know, Christmas rush and all that stuff. And we came yeah, back. So you all lived together? 
yeah. all loved together and you all worked in the same place. Yeah, so it was, you may that's as well, that's the reason why we all worked so much overtime because it was unlimited overtime and there was no point in going home because right. all your mates were at work. So you just went uh, to work right. to hang out, you know what I mean? And we all hung out and got paid and it was all good fun and they were really relaxed about, you know, if you were on after after hours, you know, bring on a Blu-ray and work away and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's all good fun. But anyways, yeah. so we came back after like a grueling shift. It was like we were, it was really late and we landed back and it was like the sun was rising. And so we went over and got like a McDonald's breakfast and whatever and went back and the door was ajar. Oh, dear. And I was like, oh, fuck. Now, the way it worked was that the this house was like a it was like a bed sit almost but it wasn't it like it didn't have like a sink in the room or anything it was still it was still normal bedrooms but each had its own individual like lock and key like front door okay so it was really only someone had broke into the house while we were away and pretty much just raided whatever was in the living room and whatever was in the kitchen every other room was locked because front door locks or whatever the night yeah. before, I shit you not, the night before I brought my Wii into the living room so we could all play the Wii. Oh, and fuck. my Wii got fucking stolen. It got burgled. Now, this was like, this was still just after, like, I think we were only, fuck, we wouldn't have been that far under the Wii's launch. You know what I mean? Like, it was still really, because remember yeah. for like a year, it was impossible to get one. Yeah, like so right. anyways i i couldn't get one for love nor money i went on the work and tried to call on favors couldn't get it just asking around couldn't get it but it there is there is a happy ending because what i did was i took all the games were still in my room all like these 60 games right. that were all like still pretty much like new and i took them all the right. good old extra vision yes loved it because back. because extra vision uh were uh, at the time I was still working in extra vision because I was pulling like double duties, like trying to right, earn okay. that or trying to earn as much money as I could. So yeah. I landed on it was grand, blah, blah blah. So got me staff discounts and whatever else I needed to get, and I I traded in every single one of those games. And I remember okay. I remember uh being you no know, someone else had to obviously authorized a transaction, and someone turned and said to me like, oh, do you want to uh. What, what are you looking for? Are you looking at it on a voucher? And I was like, no, I, I don't really want it on a voucher. I want to just get a Wii now. And they were like, oh no, right. we sold out. Like we don't, we're not getting any in now for like another few months. I was like, fuck, it's the same as everywhere. And someone turned right. and said, sure, just get a 360 instead and then save up and then by the, like put on a pre-order because your pre-order won't be filled for yeah. like fucking four or five months <clears throat> anyway. So get a 360 yeah. now with a bunch of games and then save up and you know work away so of all those games i traded on i had enough for a 360 uh i think a 360 about five or six games a bag of popcorn and a copy of the truman show on dvd oh and a bottle of lucas it yes and so yes, i took my wee I, I took my wee party bag back home and i hooked up my 360 and i was just blown away i didn't have internet like so it was just you know sit down pop on the thing and play and that was pretty much it um i i what was the first game you played first game i played on it was halo 3 because it was the week oh, that halo right. 3 came out so i was like yeah give me that new one um the funny thing was is that i had only ever played one game online before then 
so I wasn't really okay. versed in playing online. And you're you're gonna laugh. Well, actually, I played two games online. I played Doom online back in the day, and I didn't know what was happening. But the one console game <laughs> I played online, you're gonna laugh at. Super Mario Strikers. Super Mario Strikers. Because <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> do you remember they marketed that as being like, you know, you play uh, online? And so that, they got me. That's fucking, that was the shit there. So hey. good. That was the shit thing. But I had to trade it on and I had to get a 360. If our wives ever leave us, hey, we're fucking moving on together. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> right. The, was Mario Strikers. <laughs> right. I, I have said this already, all right? I've said this to, I've said this to Natasha before. Me and you have had a pact where we said that we were going to yep. be like putting a home together, a retirement home together, and we're going to just like, yep. off, the be- off the bed now, Mr. Ferry, off the bed now, Mr. Hargan. We'll be sitting where switches all I right, no bother playing like Mario Strikers on like Wii Virtual Console. You be all man, you online, hey? Uh, oh, my lad, hey, do what's your friend code on Mario Strikers? <laughs> Oh, who, who was your your team in Mario Strikers? By the way, mine was always a hammer brawler. I was a dickhead. It was hammer brawlers. I because you could just spam down oh, the side yeah. and score. <laughs> that was it. And then just hold down the trigger button and you just fuck a hammer at the, the goalkeeper. Um, it, it referee got, sitting nothing. It got to the stage whenever uh, I didn't care uh, like whether or not I won. It was uh, how much can I win by? And I remember sitting trying to get the hundred like a hundred goals. <laughs> And it was like I was, and I remember winning like a hundred nil. There was a way of doing it, and I remember winning a hundred nil. And I sent a photograph and they like the official Nintendo magazine, and it like yeah. got printed. I was so proud of myself. Oh I really? I, I think a, I still have it somewhere. I'll try and find. I'll try and dig it out. Like I, I won't be able to dig it out for this, like for this podcast, because I think it's back home um in my mom's right. but uh i'll try and find it and i'll mention it if i do find it again i'll just randomly bring it up sometime but yeah i, I submitted a, a thing so me right enough me and you me you and mario strikers have a deep history we're getting segued again off wait, the 360 but fuck we're getting the fucking swear to god we're going to talk about the 360 at some point how are we for time but oh we're we're miles away we're fucked they're like uh, what, what are we at we're at like 55 minutes but i had a bathroom break so i'd imagine uh, we're at like 45 minutes Right. Okay. Well, you you're going to have to be timekeeper here and cut at some point. Aye. But um, my free sixty journey. Um. So I, I was loving Mario Strikers, loving the dream with. I was oh, this is so good, so good. Um. And the met Joe. Uh, showing him Mario Strikers. I oh, was look at this man playing this online. I've got this hammer brawler in lockdown. <laughs> and he was just like, "What are you playing? That's not online." And I knew the three six existed, but I didn't realize what what the caliber of it was. If mm. that makes sense, I knew it was a HD console, and you had Gears of War, but uh, yeah, he things like matchmaking like, and all that. Well, yeah, yeah, he brought down with Call of Duty Free, and uh, he 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 just loaded up and he said, "Play away." Now I was playing like Team Deathmatch or something. I was just shooting boys. And I remember him vividly saying to me once I started the match and I killed a guy, he's all, that's an actual person, you know. Blew your mind. I was like, what? He's all, that's an actual person. That blew my fucking mind. Like, I, I, it took me so much so. See, my wee head at the time, and I was just like, so you get, you get the single player, but you also get this. It's like two games in one. Yeah. And he's all, he's all, I know. Uh, and that was me thinking about it and the Unfortunately, publishers need to go near. We can judge them twice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but it just blew my mind. And there was a map, uh, particularly uh, called Ederdam, 
right? Uh, in Call of Duty Free, where it was like you could drive vehicles, and the Call of Duty is nowhere near what it was back then. It's a bigger beast now. But I just remember sniping from across the map and everything, and you know, just getting unsolved messages, and I was just loving it. I was just like, oh my <laughs> god, I need to get one of these. Uh, and then he introduced me to Halo, uh, the very first uh, Halo. Fucking loved it, absolutely loved it. Never played Halo 2, uh, but I'll tell you a story about Halo 3. So he, by this time, Joe kind of, he had, like, I was late to the 360. I was probably a year or two young. Mm. Uh, so much so, well, Halo 3 was already out, so. What was the time leap from Halo One to Halo Three in the first second? I couldn't tell you. Oh, it was it That's was a good. Was there was about five. My guess would be about five years between them. Four or five. No. That's how late then I was. The about three or four years between them. Uh, that's how late I was to the three sixty because Halo Three had already been out, and he had finished it. And uh, at the same time, he was using Bioshock to show off HD. Mm. He was like, "This is HD. This is." And I was just like, "Wow, you have me sold." But uh, remember, co-op again, again, I never knew co-op was a thing where you could play online, you know, play the same game, co-op together. Yeah. Um, do you remember me and you played Halo Remastered online together? And we got stuck and in that yours, one level, yours. it took like fucking three hours and didn't give us a... Uh, oh. But your trigger button was broken. Your trigger <laughs> button was broken. And I would just randomly fire grenades. Right. Because that was Sticky the button that was and broke. We were running down a corridor and you just free grenades at me constantly, killing me. <laughs> and we were just sitting like, oh no, I really hope that we can get through this level. And we were like playing on Legendary and we were running like just to try and get to a checkpoint so good. And all of a sudden I just saw a wee blue flash just stick to your back and I'm off. Oh, fuck, just you run. Um, so I remember he was all right, you know what, we'll do it in Legendary mode. And I was all, what's that? And he was all, just the hardest mode. But if you do it, you get an achievement. And again, this is where achievements were was first brought on. Mm. And you're just like, wow. Like, it's kind of like a virtual currency. Like, it's almost like a, a score. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's all, if we finish it in Legendary, you'll get like, you'll get like 500 gamer points. And I was like, oh my God, we have to do it then. Like, that's really good. And it's an accolade <laughs> that you can have. Oh, just fuck it and, up there. Uh, me CV. And it was all, and it was, it was all, also, you get the true ending. I was like, oh man, you have me interested here. You have me interested. Now, spoilers. Halo 3 spoilers here. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a, a part at the end where I can't even remember the final boss, but you're driving away on a, on a warthog, like, which is kind of like a truck. Yeah. And you're jumping all over these like lava pits and doing all it was these the, dodgy the flood. <clears throat> yeah. And I remember Joe driving, and he was like, like he kept nearly going off the edge, and I kept going, "Oh Jesus, oh Jesus!" Whatever happened, anyway, we finished the game, and I was alright to get this midi in. But again, Joe was still on my party, so when the cutscene came up, he thought he could just skip it at his end. But because he was the host, oh no, he just cut it off. Oh no! And uh, so <clears throat> after about four days of grinding on the hardest mode, Halo. <clears throat> A <laughs> Halo Free on Legendary mode. He turns around to me and after he finishes, he goes, "Right, Daniel, if you just want to YouTube that in there now." Oh, that <laughs> is that is harsh. I um I have a similar story. Um, the 360 was a lot of firsts as well for me. Like, I mean, it was my first proper online. It's been my first HD experience. Achievements uh, drove me up the fucking walls because I wanted to have like the the highest you score out of everybody's. It was, it was tough, like, but my main sort of game, the one that really sucked the most time for me was Left 4 Dead. 
And uh, I know it was out on Steam, but I mean, uh, for for playing on a console, that was the <coughs> like that was the shit. Like, and my whole thing was that I wanted to get all the achievements on it because I loved it so much. So there was an achievement in that I could never get. You know, I don't know if it was that one, the first one we had to kill a uh, uh, a a tank with a like a fucking frying pan. Never. It was a second one. I it was a melee weapons yeah. were in the second one. Um. Yeah. But Left 4 Dead, whenever I was playing Left 4 Dead, I, I played it, um, we played it online constantly, and we were running flat out, we were hoping for a pro league to start so we could get on it, but this was in the early days of gaming, there's no such thing as a pro league. But, yeah. um, so really our challenge lay in trying to finish it on, on expert mode, because that was, you know, legendary mode for Left 4 Dead. And I, rem- yeah. I remember one night, um, now... The way it worked is that it didn't really have cutscenes. It just had like a wee bit of like the survivors escaping, which took all of about like five seconds. You know, a wee helicopter flies away and the credit scene opens and then the achievement pops. And that's the, the whole bit. So the way it works uh, at the end of Left 4 Dead is you get, uh, it's it's a final stand. You have a, you always at the end of every campaign, you have a final stand and a campaign is usually five like levels. And your, your final stand, mm-hmm. you have... Two waves of zombies, uh, a tank, two waves of zombies, a, a tank, and then just everything. The game throws everything at you. So it's pretty much broken down like that in, in, in the mall. And on expert, it's like two hits from a regular zombie will fucking kill you uh, at, or in, incapacitate you. Uh, a tank punch will kill you instantly. Like, it's just fucking so insanely hard. So we were sitting for hours like it took us like eight hours to beat like a single campaign on like expert mode and i remember going over yeah. and it was me me and a the, the old drummer in the band they played and we sat and we were playing through one of the campaigns and we got to the end and i was sitting and we we fucking plowed through it we we're dying and we kept going and we, we were raging and we still kept going kept going and we finally did it we finally fucking did it now the way we always did it was that you only needed one person they they finish and everybody would get the achievement like the whole team would even if everyone else died so what we used to do was whenever the the vehicle came at the end and the game was throwing everything at you one person would stand and try and clear a path while the other person ran now friendly fire was a thing as well so you had to be fucking careful but i remember standing and i'm firing and i'm clearing a path and i die and he runs and he's getting fucking battered left, right, and center, right? And he gets incapacitated. And I'm like, fuck, we were so close. But as as my character, like, just as my character, like, got hit, like, before I went down, I had thrown, like, a pipe bomb. And the pipe bomb was flashing. Yeah. And it exploded. And it not, it, it cut the, the, like, the tongue that was holding, like, it was holding him down. So yeah. this... He finally appeared back again. I remember shouting to him, like, run, 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 run. Like, tensions were so high. We were both standing up, and he pushed the controller forward and took, like, the last two steps, got into the vehicle. Brilliant. We cutscene starts playing. We jump up and down. We're screaming. We're like, fuck, yeah, we fucking finally did it. Like, we're going eight hours. And uh, he kicked the power brick. Oh, no. And it, like, turned the console off. No. I remember. uh, And the the achievement hadn't popped. And I remember sitting. Oh, no in the dark because the lights were off we hadn't even stopped playing to get up and turn the lights on and we're sitting in the dark and i remember turning and looking at him and i was just like i'm away home and went home i don't think i spoke to him for like two days not because i was raging at him for kicking a power brick but because we we were we were through so much and we were both so disappointed 
It's like, like Frodo and Sam when they got the ring fired on the Montum. Aye, uh, he's just looking at each other and you're like, what are, what are you doing now? <laughs> like, what are we doing now that we haven't got that? Event- Happy end, though, eventually we did go back and do it again. And we oh got, my God, we got it must done. Have, he must have felt so bad. <laughs> I know. It was, I just seen him. He just looked at me in the dark and just, I could still hear his voice going, I'm so sorry. But uh, oh, oh my god! The the whole thing about the whole reason behind doing that was because my achievement addiction for the three sixty was ridiculous. I wanted to get every fucking achievement. I wanted every if I played a game like there were certain games I didn't play because they were like glitched or something. You couldn't get the achievements. Yeah, and I remember sitting one time and how it broke for me was playing because I was at university at the time and so I would like I I played a lot of three sixty. It was pretty much just study and play three sixty, but. Playing the 360, I played Final Fantasy 13 2, and there was an achievement for like get like there was a slot machine, it was a wee casino bit, and if you got seven seven seven, you got an achievement. Yeah, and I remember you like, giving off about this actually. I know. Actually, before you before you get on the meet, last 360 was when I first proper met Karen, and uh, yes. this is when we first proper met each other, and I actually found your achievement hunting quite addictive uh to knock you off the co- co- uh, track for just a second Kieran was so addicted to gamer score he got a hundred a thousand g was the, the the equivalent of like a platinum trophy like every achievement in the game yeah Kieran got <clears throat> it just came into my head in fallout free he got a thousand gamer score in uh on the Xbox 360 but he wasn't happy with that so he then did it on the PC as well yep uh, there was what also the, DLC the games, the games. there was DLC for both of them and I done it for the DLC as well so I got 1750 on both PC and on 360 and do you remember Avatar you, I always remember you lending me Avatar had B <laughs> 50 times like, and that's it Man, you want this here hey, just I just that's a guaranteed 1000 gamer score there I bought that like <laughs> A week ago, funnily enough, Avatar: The Burning Earth. Really? Yeah. They, they knew what they were doing there. They oh, knew what they were doing. That the, the resale value uh, in that sorry. game is high. Sorry, Final Fantasy Seven. Sorry, or, or Final Fantasy, Fantasy Thirteen Two. Um, the the bit where you have to get seven 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 and you get the achievement. It killed achievements for me because uh, now the headspace I was in at the time was I was at university. I was in my final year, so free time was at a premium because I'm working so yeah. hard on my final year project. Now, I was also working in Maplin at the time. Um, yeah. And so I was doing... Uh, wearing I I, Gare's trousers, by the way. Wearing Gare's trousers, which were so comfortable. Um, so I, wor- <laughs> I I remember my contract had been up to 16 hours. So I worked like four, three, three days a week. I think three days a week I worked. And it was always yeah. it was always weekends on there as well. But then if I had a day off, I was always doing my final year project. And I remember I remember uh, booking a day off uh, in Maplin to hand on my final year project. And I I was off yeah. work and I went on and I bound my project and I handed it on and that was it. And I remember walking out and I was standing there. Uh, sorry, it wasn't the hand on me project. It was to do the presentation because you had a hand on a project and do a presentation. So I, I went and did the presentation in the morning, and I came out. It was like half ten or something. And I remember standing, and the sun was shining, and I had like a jumper on and a shirt. And I remember taking the jumper off and undoing the top button of the shirt and just being like, 
that's me. Like I've got free time for the first time in literally about three months. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to go home and I'm going to buy myself a boost was what I was drinking at the time because, you know, students. So I remember buying boost yeah. and a whole load of sweets, a big liter bottle of boost and a load of sweets. And I remember going home and going, I'm just going to sit my ass all day and play games. And that's, I'm just going to sit my fucking ass and play games. And I thought, I'm going to get all yeah. the achievements in uh, Final Fantasy 13 too. That's going to be my goal today. And I booted up the game and I'd already played a bit of it. And I went straight to the bit with the 777 and I spent all day spinning that. And it was truly random. And I spent all day spinning that and didn't get the achievement. And I remember it got to like 11 o'clock at night and I was like, I've literally been sitting here all day, just my phone in one hand, just browsing like, you know, whatever we were browsing before Reddit, before I discovered Reddit, just browsing. And on the other hand, just like hitting A and every so often you would run out of money. So you would go and fight a few monsters to get more money and then come back and just hit A again. And I remember sitting there being like, nah, fuck these, like I'm not doing this anymore. And that was it. It was broke for me. It, it you, ruined you, the one you, day off. You would wonder, you would wonder what the developer's mindset or even the programmer was. Why make that achievement? Like you know what I mean? Because I get, I get. It sounds sorry, but I remember in the past with the Xbox 360 games as well. I always remember looking at achievement lists online and going, I'm "Not playing that game because it's impossible to get a good gamer score on it." So I, sometimes that was also a detractor. Yeah. Sound. Or else there was games but, that like uh, were glitched and you couldn't get all the achievements. One of them was glitched or something, and I just wouldn't buy the game. I, I think like before we end the subject on the the free sixty because I think we're we we are running out of time. Yeah, right we're now. pretty much there now, so we'll wrap it up. What's your yeah. final thoughts? I just want to I just want to say very quickly. I mean, it was it was purely renowned for as we topped, touched on HD and uh, online, but I just want to mention that there's just some phenomenal single player campaigns on the, the platform I mentioned I touched on Bioshock I didn't mention Skyrim oh. um, there's the, 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 the Gears War campaign Oblivion like the Mass Effect trans, trans, uh, franchise it was it was a, like when I worked in <clears throat> game retail it was the console uh, for the majority of my time there I, I kind of worked half the life cycle of the PS3 360 and uh, PS4 and Xbox One, which is still going on, obviously. But during the PS3, PS3, or sorry, PS3 360 section, it was 80% of the people you're serving were buying 360. And it was because, and we'll get to next week with the PS3, but there was a lot, a lot of reasons, but because you had everything, you had your online, you had your FIFA heads, your Call of Duty heads, but you also had your single player campaign people, people who just wanted to play Dead Space, people wanted to play Fable, people wanted to play Portal. It was just a master class console and you know, it deserves every accolade it achieved. It was a great console. Uh, I was a big PS3 fanboy, which we'll touch on next week. But great console. So Yep, next week we'll move on to the PS3. I mean, I'm obviously biased towards the 360 because I'm like collecting for it. I've got like, what is it, like 513 games for it at, like, at this point in time, which is like just under yeah. half the fucking library. So obviously I'm going to be biased towards it, but I, I really can't wait to move on to PS3 next week because I know that's your wheelhouse. That's my baby. I, I, I'm looking forward to talking about that. I mean, the Wii got me back in the gaming, but the PS3... You know, I'm still on the PlayStation franchise. I mean, I am Sony. Yeah. Uh, but we'll touch on that next week, definitely. We will. Next week, we'll move on and we'll do the PS3. But 
for now uh, we'll leave it there thanks for listening to the to the podcast guys we hope you enjoyed it that we're 11 deep and there's no signs of stopping make sure that you get subscribed to the new youtube channel if you like listening to this on youtube um, if you're listening on any other platform thank you very much but the one that we push most is anchor because just like peter did at the start of this episode you can leave us a voice question and you'll appear on the show we'll answer a question we'll have a chat about it probably get carried off in a fucking whirlwind and talk for another half an hour like we did this time but uh yeah if you want to submit any other questions or chat this or get in touch with us about anything you can leave a comment on the youtube channel or you can contact either of us on twitter my twitter is at harry atomic yt yours is Berryman 5000 so yeah thanks for listening guys and we'll see you next week all right all the best see you later bye bye